Yo, 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 what up, baby? Welcome to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. And, uh, yeah, no more quakes. Well, I mean, they're, they still exist. It's just they're out of the out of the playoffs. Uh, we do have the final. MLS final is finally, finally set. I'm talking a little bit about that. Uh, the, uh, the main thing is the quakes announced a lot of their roster moves, so we definitely want to bring that up. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it, I mean, it's cool. It, it, well, again, anyway, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I, I want to talk about what that means to me personally, or, or what I think. Um, but anyway, yeah, like I mentioned right now is the yeah, MLS final is set. Columbus crew, Seattle Sounders, um, it, it, it seems like a classic. It seems like a classic one just because Sounders are just always in the fucking playoffs. Uh, but Crew, Crew's one of the, you know, again, one of the old old MLS teams. And they, of course, they have that amazing story. I don't know if, if anyone is unfamiliar with it, but when was it now? Two years ago? Two years ago or whatever? Columbus was scheduled to be moved out of Columbus to to become the new team in Austin. Um, what's his name? Precord or whatever. I don't know. Who cares? Fuck that guy. Um, uh, he was just, the owner was like, fuck this town. Fuck the history. Fuck all this shit. One of the original soccer-specific stadium. They were just like, nah, doesn't matter to us. Money is more important than history. So they wanted to bounce, take their team to Austin. The fans rallied around their team and said, nah, dude, you can't take this team. And, dude, fucking props, so much props to fucking crew, the crew fan. Do they call themselves Massive or some shit like that? I don't know. Um, But honestly, when it was first going down, it was one of those where... I mean, I'm I'm a goddamn pessimist anyway. Anyone who listens to the show knows I, I try I try my best to be happy, and I'm like, ah, today's gonna be a positive one. I'm gonna be so nice and cheery, and then I did just end up bitching about shit for 25 minutes. But um, yeah. So anyway, I was one of those that was like, dude, come on, money money's gonna win. Unfortunately, Major League Soccer doesn't have that history yet. You know that. You know, oh, this team's been here for 80 years. My grandpa fucking built the stadium, dog. You can't take this team, you know. Um, and so I, I thought it was just going to go. It was going to be another one of those blips in history. And, again, I, I guess I'm, I'm a, a bitter Quakes fan as I, I remember how they just ripped our team from us. No, you go back and you see the the community was rallying around their team the community was filling the fucking council chambers in san jose they had a fucking plan to move forward and they said fuck it we feel there's more money to be made in houston and they fucked us over for two years and so yeah so the, again that resentment that that scar that that those thoughts that trauma much <laughs> a trauma um, I was like, nah, there's no way, dude. There's no way fucking Columbus crew can, can manage. The, if anything, they'll go away and they'll start a new team, but 
it won't be the same thing, you know. It'll be again like the quakes. Don't get me wrong, dude. I love the fucking quakes. It just something about that two year gap that it just it's always gonna be there. Whenever you see like the teams, how how long they've played, the quakes are always have that two year gap, and it's like this is an original team. That go, I mean, it goes all the way back to nineteen seventy four. 19, I think 989 or whatever was the last time they played as as the Quakes. And then 96, they started over. There's only seven seven years, six years gap in, in between that, that team not existing. Anyway, sorry, me bitching about that. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about how fucking MLS final. So anyway, I, I, I absolutely love that the, the fans... Where the city was able to rally around its soccer team and save it and keep it as the crew. And here we are, two years later, they're playing for MLS final. They they are hosting it, right? I think they're hosting it, yeah. And so so congratulations, man. Congratulations, Columbus crew. I'm I'm fucking excited. I'm I'm excited for that. Um, but they're going up against the Seattle team who t- I, I take a deep breath because I'm, I'm a San Jose earthquakes fan. And, and again, like I just said, it's bit bitterness is our, that that's our fucking shit. You know, that that's our bread and butter. We live in the bitter zone. Uh, so it's hard for me to give credit, but fuck man it's how how crazy is it the seattle sounders are just up that good they're just a professional they they have major league soccer figured out and when they get to the playoffs they just become this fucking this murderous thing i i I don't know how they do it well, again, how they did it's so goes it Brian Schmetzer. You you gotta you gotta give the credit. That guy is, um, he I mean he seems like a cool guy too, but that guy obviously deserves a ton of fucking credit. But this team, holy shit, when they're in the playoffs and when they feel like it, which is usually always, they can just. They just come at you with too too many weapons, and and then dude, and I'm and as I'm saying this, I'm like Minnesota, fuck, dude, that first half was, uh it was it was back and forth, but Seattle seemed more like they had more dangerous chances, and then all of a sudden, Minnesota. Golazo. That's the fucking definition of a golazo. But again, at the end of the day, it didn't fucking matter. It didn't matter. Seattle is one of those. Um, who am I? I'm, I'm trying to think of like. A, they're like LeBron James, like a whole team version of LeBron James. Like once, if LeBron James decides he's not going to lose, or actually, you know what? It's fucking Seattle. They got fucking Russell Wilson, another one of them dudes. Russell Wilson's one of those dudes that can be down seventeen points in the third quarter, 
And then you get you look at like they do you know they show his face or something and you just see that see the look in his eye and you just see and you're just like fuck like the Seahawks are gonna win and you're like how like I don't know but I see that look on his face and that's that look that yo we're gonna come back and we're gonna win this shit. Seattle has that in team form. The Sounders. These motherfuckers got a whole they got a monopoly of this shit. What is in that stadium? Um, but yeah, when this team really just focuses, I, there's literally no no team. I mean, yes, there are teams that that can beat them. Any team can can beat. I mean, the Quakes can beat this team. The Quakes played them to a draw. But when when this team is hitting on all cylinders, there is not one team in the league that. That is better than them, and so I again. So yeah, this is gonna be a fucking match. I'm I'm excited. December twelfth, December twelfth, five thirty on Fox. Is it on the big channel? I hope it's on the big. It seems like it's on the big channel, so that's cool. It's gonna be on national. Everybody could see it, and this should be a good one. This should be a fucking good one for a lot of people that are not familiar with the league. They're going to tune in and they're going to watch a fucking match and they're going to be like, what the, this is what this league's about? Fuck yeah, that's what this league's about. Um, So yeah, dude, I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited. Who would I pick? If someone, if I had a pick, it's, it's, I have to talk to myself. Hey, me. Hey, me across, across, there's three other microphones set up next to me, but I'm just sitting here alone in the studio, socially distant. But let's see, if I had a pick, I I didn't, I honestly didn't really think about it before I started recording. I mean, you have to, like, traditionally, what do you, oh, you got to go for the West, Western Conference team, right? Quakes are in the Western Conference. Seattle's not the rival, you know, if it's Galaxy, I don't give a fuck. Whoever Galaxy is playing, that's who I'm. That's who. That's who I'm going for. But I mean, I've I've honestly always liked Columbus Crew. You know how everyone has that thing. Oh, that's that's my Eastern Conference team. That's my Eastern Conference team. Um, I'm not saying that Columbus Crew is my Eastern Conference team. I'm a fucking Quakes fan, man. Um, but I I do enjoy. I've always liked the color. I've always liked the yellow. I I, I wanted a, to come up with a cool soccer reason as to why I've enjoyed Columbus Crew in the past. I'm not going to fucking lie. Black and yellow is just sick. That's just fucking sick. That checkerboard thing is fucking sick. Um, So, yeah. I, I as, as lame as that might sound, I've been a crew fan for aesthetic purposes. And they play aesthetically pleasing soccer, apparently, as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, of, of course, I've seen Seattle play so much. And like I, like I just mentioned, I don't, nobody can beat them. But Columbus, I mean, it, if they all sit there, you know, they all, they're all going to go out to dinner somehow. They're all going to get together. I'm sorry. I mean, they're all on COVID fucking quarantine or shit anyway. They're all going to get together. And you know they're going to talk about that. You know they're going to say, fucking two years ago, dog, 
They were supposed to sell this team. This team was supposed to be in Austin. They're supposed to shut us down, get get rid of us. And everyone backed us up. The fucking people came out and backed us up, fought for us, and we stayed, and now here we are. We owe them that. And again, fucking players always play for whatever reason. I'm not trying to give them what reason. They have their own reasons why they play the sport, but I know somebody must somebody must bring it up. Somebody's going to have to say, hey, we, we're not supposed to be here right now. The reason why we're here is because our fans backed us up. It's because people came out and fucking, you know, created a ruckus. And now there's a, a re, a started a rebirth of our team. And from that rebirth, here is where we are now as MLS final. So I don't know if, you know, if Seattle can overcome that. Like I said, I, I on the pitch, um, technically, I guess. What do you what do you say? Technically, uh, yeah. Seattle can beat Columbus Crew, but Columbus Crew didn't just get randomly chosen to be the Eastern Conference representative. They are fully deserving of that spot. Plus, they have that added emotional push. That's where I think it's going to be difficult on Seattle. And so that's where I, I would have to go Columbus Crew. Columbus Crew. And I am going out on a limb saying it's not even going to be close. It's not even going to be close. It's going to be a three to one Columbus Crew. It's going to, it's going to be a high scoring affair. Um, but somehow they're going to, they're going to shut down Lodejo. <laughs> And Morris and uh, I don't know. They'll give up for you. Fuck it. I'm sticking behind it. Like three to two, dude. Three to two. I'm switching. I, I, I can't. I can't. Seattle is way too much firepower. They're not going to freak out that it's MLS final. It's just going to be another match for them. And they're going to want to win. But Columbus crew with the emotional advantage. Is gonna, I think, overcome, and they're gonna win three to two over Seattle Sounders to become champions on December twelfth. So we'll see, we'll see. Checking, checking next week when I come back, whether whether I'm either happy jumping around saying like, see, why don't more people listen to me? Why don't more people fucking follow what I say? I'm right. <laughs> so anyway. Um, it's it is the off season for most teams now, except for two, like I just mentioned, and a lot of them have announced their roster moves there, and including the San Jose Earthquakes. So th- this was big to me because I, I I know nothing about the workings of the front office or what the hell's going on, but I I I felt like seeing who. You know, who was let go, who was brought back, you would kind of see that, oh, okay, this team is seems like it's being still maintained in a form for Ma- that Matias Almeida likes. And to be quite honest, I, I think those moves fit that perfectly. So the Quakes, the Quakes uh, did not exercise their options on Garam Kasia, Luis Felipe, and Vaco. Um, 
so yeah, Graham and Vaco out. Um, and also, you know, my persona who's got a bona fide offer, he's bona fide. Chris Wondolowski, who basically, I mean, it's up to him if he wants to come back or not. And then Danny, who's an out of contract as well. And again, they pretty much, who's in done. So who's in Vaco, Garam, and Luis Felipe. Luis Felipe, again, wasn't, wasn't a big contributor. Vaco... <laughs> Vaco was good. Vaco was good when he played, but he he never never scored as many as much goals as they needed him to. And honestly, he never. I, again, like I said, I know nothing of the front office. I don't know nothing of the locker room. But he just never really seemed to mesh. At least on the pitch, the chemistry just really wasn't there with the rest of the guys. As fucked up as it is, I kept saying this because Vaco was better than most of, or some of his teammates, not most of them, some of his teammates. And so the the plays he wanted to have to get made wouldn't. That being said, if you're a good player, you adjust to how your teammates play, not just like, I'm a fucking superstar. You either give me the ball or that's it. And I'm not saying that's how he was, but. Again, it just didn't. He never seemed to really fit into to Almeida's system. He he did, man. Props to him for. I mean, he he did go in his defense. Really picked up. I'm trying to find the words to say that, but yeah, his, he really was asked to defend a lot more than he was probably used to. And to his to his credit, he did more than expected. But but yeah, it wasn't really fitting. Graham Kostya, I don't know. That one was interesting. I don't I, Again, maybe it's that, that system was just maybe strange to people. And I only say that because I, I mean, I really like Vaco as well, but Graham Kostya, I was one of my favorite on, and I'm on, on defense. That dude was ginormous there in the middle of the field, but I don't know. I don't think he could physically keep up with, Again, what Almeida was asking for. Also kind of pricey. Vaco, dude, with Vaco, that's like, what, a million and a half a year? And also, uh, again, Danny Husen, I was trying to remember how, how much, you know, that, I think that's around a million a year as well. But Danny Husen, again, another one of those that uh, just could not figure it out. He had that ability. Man, I fucking, ooh. I was just like, I know he can score. Like, he can score 20. He can. I know it sounded fucking insane, but he could. He had the ability to do it. He's just also another one that could not figure it out. I don't know if it was the team or the league or what, but Husen, Stuck it out. He tried and tried and tried, and it just wouldn't work for him. It just wouldn't work for him. So I, I think that that's that's good for him. Is he still he still got time to go out there? You know, find a team that, that you fit into and and see if you can make it work. But it just wasn't going to. It just wasn't going to work anymore. So anyway, I mean. 
that's three like over three million dollars off the books right there. So then there you that's the three million dollar question at that point is who do you bring in? How about this? This is my I was just looking around at, at the other team's moves. Nothing too dramatic, but I was I saw that um Orlando didn't pick up Dom Dwyer's option or just outright didn't offer him a contract. Anyway, Dom Dwyer's a free agent. Um Dom Dwyer's thirty years old. He again, like who's in it didn't really work out in Orlando. Um, especially this last season. And but but I'm like, fuck. I I I remember him again mostly from the national team. That's where I really saw him play. But I'm like, just this the way he plays would fits in just so fucking perfectly into Almeida's system. Just how fast and tenacious and annoying he is. I was like, fuck, dude. That dude in Almeida's system at you know at, at that top at the striker position, if he can score goals, holy shit. Cause he can turn around and defend. He loves to go out and chase the ball. Like that's just his his style. And so I'm like, fuck, dude. I mean, again, he's 30 years old, so this ain't no long term fix. It would be more of a, a temporary band-aid, but I'm like, man, if there's ever somebody where you can kick the tires and possibly get something out of it, you know, come to the come to the Bay Area, get a l- nice little change of scenery, play with Almeida, who's who's you know on the international caliber manager, and and see what's up. Um. But, I mean, come on, he was making a million and a half at Orlando. I, you're not going to wasting half of that on, on a on a Band-Aid player, wasting half of the over three million they have, again, on just some some person that might be here two or three seasons. Or, I mean, I know Wando's like 38 or 39, but come on, let's be rare. Five seasons, let's say, let's say Dom's here, five seasons. Is it worth it to, to drop one and a half million now? Five seasons. <laughs> I mean, how many goals that we're talking here? Because um, where's he? I mean, he has the ability. What he was? What's the most he's ever scored? He's he's in the twenties. I know he scored, but I, I think it, it, just his style. That that's what really got me. Is his style. I don't know, yeah, 22, 22 in 2014, 22, 2014, 12, 2015, 16, 2016, and then really, you know, 2018, he had a little resurgence, but I, he's got a lot of minutes, shit, dude, it's a long, it's a long career, I don't know, I'm, I'm definitely not, Staking my claim as in if they missed that opportunity that they fucked up. But I just think it was just interesting. And he just seems to play in in Almeida style. But other than that, in just like Almeida has done the last couple seasons, most people are, most people are coming back. 
Matt Bersano's out of contract, but like I said, he's got a bona fide offer. He's bona fide. Tommy Thompson, Shea Salinas, Paul Marie, all signed new multi-year contracts. That's what's up. Shea Salinas, dude. What's up with that? What's up? Fucking Shea Salinas. Tommy Thompson, who's basically Shea Salinas Jr. I mean, he, not like in the style that they play, but just one of those quiet guys that's just been here for a long-ass fucking time, just puts in the work, is just loyal to the fucking bone. Can we... How common is that? I'm curious how common that is. We got Wando. We got Shea Salinas. We got Tommy Thompson, who's, I mean, he's like 26, but he's only been on the team for like seven or eight years. Um, so, yeah, they all signed new contracts. Or, or, you know, most of the team's guaranteed contract, Kate Cowell, Jackson Ewell, Andy Rios. You know, um... Nick Lima, Flo, Tanner Beeson, Casey Walls, Eric Calvillo. Yeah, it's going to be most of the same guys. So basically, you're going to have the same guys that that you've gone the last two seasons with who have you seen are capable of being a playoff team. And and again, they, they, they went all the way to penalties in the playoffs against a really good sporting Kansas City team. They really, really threatened them. They they really had the opportunity to win that. And so so again, so okay, check. That's done. That's answered. That the, the team is able to to compete, not win, compete in the playoffs. So now the next step is to win in the playoffs. How what do you add to this? gumbo that you already got in the pot to you know take it to that next level it's already delicious it's already really good but it's not going to win you any fucking awards if you take your gumbo to the to the county fair if you live in a, a county fair that has a gumbo competition fuck that's amazing you're so goddamn lucky but people are going to be like this is good gumbo I like it. It's not the best. It's not the best. There's several other better ones here. So, again, what are the Quakes going to do? They got $3 million to find that fucking spice. What are they going to do? Um, do? And do you have confidence in Fiorinelli to find the right people? I think he's he's... He's redeemed himself enough, and I think Almeida has done enough and shown enough, and if, especially if he comes back next season, it really broadens who might want to come. Will the team spend if they need to spend more? I, probably not. But Jesse knows that. He's, he's a smart person. So if if that's the if that's you know the the chips that he has to play with whatever the hell I I would hope and I think at this point that he he will make a decision that will benefit the team. And once again everybody stop fucking expecting some kind of messy or something. I know that's always that's the biggest name. But don't don't expect the Quakes to sign some 
name brand player anytime soon, some player that you recognize. That's just not. That's not what it's gonna take. Obviously, look, dude, look, look what, look what we his, what Almeida's able to do with Tommy Thompson. And I wasn't say Danny Husen, but and JT Marshankowski. I mean, damn, those are all great players. Anyway, I feel like I'm shitting on those players for no reason. Like, what the fuck? Why'd you just throw me under the fucking bus, man? Everything was going good. <laughs> Sorry, Tommy. You're fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, we don't need superstars. We need people that will fit into this system. We need a defender. We definitely need a central mid. Um, but I'm sorry. I'm just thinking. I'm like shit. But we need this, that. We need that. This team can. We'll see. Anyway, let's finish this off. Some positivo happiness. The team awards have been announced. So anyway, just the three, three that I wrote down. Offensive player of the year. Once again, of course, Christian Espinoza. Three goals, nine assists. Those nine assists are fourth most in Major League Soccer. His three goals, each one of them was a game winner. The dude doesn't score that much, but when he does, the team fucking needs it. Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say. The dude is, he's the heartbeat of the offense. You know, the, the goals go through him, and the team is so much different without him in the lineup, especially the offense. The offense is basically non-existent if, if Espinosa is not in the lineup, and it struggles very much to be dangerous. Um, on the other side, Defensive Player of the Year, of course, of course, my boy Judson, baby. Judson, who's like I've said, the my last my favorite player of the last couple seasons. I'm still debating whether to get my first jersey. I'm not like I said, I'm not a jersey person. I'm wearing Quicks jacket, Quicks t-shirt right now, but I'm not a jersey person. So I'm yeah. Anyway, if I do, I'm getting a Judson one. And Judson, Defensive Player of the Year, first in MLS in tackles, 82, baby, 82. And first in MLS in tackles, one fifty-four. Dude, it's uh, uh, the first time that Ed Midfielder's ever won the Defensive Player of the Year for the Quakes. So, Judson, I mean... It, it's going to sound extremely stupid because obviously that's why they won. But I was going to say, just as important as Espinosa is to the offense, Judson is to the defense. So, uh, I mean, basically what I'm saying is I agree with whoever voted for this award. Um, the, yeah. There was so many times this season that you could see Judson's presence broke down a team's um, attack and allowed the Quakes to form a counter of their own. 
so much. I mean, the the quakes. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I was losing my mind or, or what, but I felt like the quakes were playing even more aggressive. They were opening themselves up more to the counter, but by being more aggressive offensively because of the the confidence or calmness that you knew you had Judson there in case all hell broke loose. He was the guy there with the bucket ready to douse the flames. And he did it expertly, expertly this season. Again, 54 tackles won, first in Major League Soccer. It, Yeah, the guy, I don't know. I, I know the team played also much differently once Marcinkowski came in. They gave up less goals, but you got to give credit to, to Judson. He was responsible for breaking up a lot of goal opportunities, and he deserved it. Young player of the year, Jackson Ewell. I mean, what can you say? Jackson Ewell has one of the one of the brightest stars, one of the highest trajectories on the San Jose Earthquakes. They... Dude, just like again, just like Espinosa last season, without Yule on the lineup, the Quakes were winless. They didn't win without Yule. With him in the lineup, they had a winning record, eight, seven, and six. How about that? Um, again, you had Judson picking the ball off, taking it. He'd give it to Yule, and then Yule would start taking it upfield and. He's just so much fun to watch. He's so much fun to watch. He knows where to go to find, to create space, to, you know, get his team moving, to keep the ball at his feet. And if he gets attacked, he is so good at protecting the ball. And yeah, and he can, he can pass while he's running. He's the guy's just fucking, uh, he's just fun to watch. He's really fun to watch, and I really hope—I don't know—I really hope Europe comes a calling. I think he could do some cool stuff somewhere out there, and the Quakes can make a little bit of a little bit of cashola. Show the owner, hey man, hey man, you're getting return on investment nowadays. If you invest in these players, if you invest in managers like Almeida, you you can have them get. Three or four amazing seasons out of them here locally. Let them go to, to greener pasture in Europe. Take the profits, do it again. Sounds easy enough, but I'm just a guy on the microphone. Anyway, Jackson Yule, Young Player of the Year. Judson, Defensive Player of the Year. Christian Espinosa, Offensive Player of the Year. Much congratulations to all three. Very well deserved. Very happy that they are part of the San Jose Earthquakes. And I'm very happy that you were listening. So, yeah, we'll see Seattle Sounders Columbus crew December 12th. We'll catch you next week we'll, with the results. And, oh, the grass. I didn't even, the Quakes announced they're getting new grass. I will definitely, I'll just leave that for next time. And, yeah, well, we'll catch you all later. Peace.